Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. This is the Anesthesia Learn on the Go podcast series from the University of Kentucky Department of Anesthesiology. In these episodes, we will provide a high-yield clinical review of some of the common topics encountered by anesthesiologists at all levels. The following episode will be recorded by a member of our department at UK. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at UK Anesthesia and subscribe to the University of Kentucky Department of Anesthesiology YouTube channel for our video cast. Now fire up your headphones, relax, and let's talk anesthesia. Hello, my name is Dr. Harbutt. I'm an anesthesia resident for the University of Kentucky. Today we'll be talking about PONV, post-operative nausea and vomiting, including risk factors and management as it relates to anesthesia. PONV is defined as nausea and or vomiting in the immediate 24-hour post-operative period. It is a frequent side effect that occurs after exposure to general anesthesia with occurrence up to 30% in the general population and up to 80% in high-risk surgical patients. Untreated, PONV can lead to prolonged PACU stays and even unintended hospitalizations. Patient-specific risk factors include female gender with the highest odd ratio of 2.57, previous history of preoperative nausea and vomiting or motion sickness, a non-smoker, or younger age, typically less than 50 years old. Anesthetic-related risk factors are use of volatile anesthetics, duration of anesthesia greater than three hours, use of nitrous oxide, and use of intraoperative or postoperative opioids. Surgical procedures most associated with PONV are cholecystectomies, laparoscopic procedures, and gynecological surgery. Additional factors that augment the risk of PONV include use of nitrous oxide or volatile anesthetics. Looking at your patient in the preoperative period, you can determine prophylaxis treatment based on a simplified risk score. Each independent risk factor equals one point on the risk score with the sum of zero to four. For the low-risk adult patient population with no risk factors, no POMV prophylaxis is necessary. For a medium-risk patient with a score of one to two risk factors, one or two prophylaxis medications should be given. For high-risk patients with more than two risk factors, a multimodal approach is warranted. Now let's talk about the pathophysiology. The vomiting center of the brain receives input from chemoreceptor trigger zone located within the dorsal surface of the medulla, also in the gastrointestinal tract, the vestibular portion of the eighth cranial nerve, and the pharynx. Each site contains receptors that detect emetic agents in the blood and are responsible for inducing the vomiting reflex. There are six principal neurotransmitter receptors that mediate nausea and vomiting. The muscarinic, the dopamine D2 receptor, the histamine H1 receptor, the 5-hydroxytryptamine 3 receptor, neurokinin 1, and the anticholinergic. All these receptors are potential targets for the prophylactic prevention and treatment of POMV. Now let's discuss POMV prophylaxis and potential rescue agents. The first line treatment for POMV prophylaxis is a 5-hydroxytryptamine 3 antagonist, most commonly of which is ondansetron. Other 5-HT3 receptor antagonists include long-acting polynositron with a duration of 28 hours. They selectively target the 5-HT3 receptors found in the GI tract and area prostrema. Side effects consist of headache, transaminitis, and constipation. 5-HT receptor antagonists are contraindicated in patients with carcinoid tumors or patients concomitantly taking selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors as the combination could potentiate serotonin syndrome. 
At high doses, 5-HT3 receptor antagonists have been known to prolong QTC and thus should be avoided in patients with atrial ventricular blocks. General recommendation, general recommended dose for aldansetron is 4 mg IV or 8 mg PO at the end of surgery and palinocitron at 0.075 mg. Next, the steroid dexamethasone at the recommended prophylaxis dose of 4 mg would be considered a second line for the prophylaxis treatment of PUMV. It should be given at the beginning of surgery rather than at the end. Its mechanism of action is unclear, how it has been shown to be as effective as on dancitron. No significant adverse effects have been attributed to the single small dose of dexamethasone. This drug, this drug may be omitted if a patient is already receiving prednisone or methylprednisone perioperatively. Transdermal scopolamine is another useful adjunct for the prophylaxis of PUNV. It is an anticholinergic with 5-HT3 and H1 antagonist properties with a 2-4 to four hour onset. Thus, it should be applied at least 4 hours before the end of surgery. The most common side effects are similar to other anticholinergics and include visual disturbances, dry mouth, and confusion. Recommended dose is 1.5 milligrams. It is not recommended in Alzheimer's or patients older than greater than 65 years of age due to its side effects. Another class of medications used for PUMV prophylaxis are neuroleptics. Droperidol is a non-selective dopaminergic D2 antagonist typically given at the end of surgery. Droperidol has fallen out of favor for routine use due to its FDA black box warning related to the risk of QT prolongation and development of torsades de points dysrhythmias at high doses. However, the recommended dose for POMV is much smaller at 0.625 mg IV, and QTC prolongation has been found to be transient if present with similar incidence to ondansetron. An alternative to droperidol is low-dose haloperidol. At doses of 0.5 to 1 mg, haloperidol has shown to reduce risk of PUMV with no reported cardiovascular risk and low incidence of extrapyramidal symptoms at this low dose. It can be given at the beginning of surgery to mitigate PUMV. Caution should be taken in patients with Parkinson's disease and patients with signs or symptoms of extrapyramidal signs. The other class of neuroleptics used in PONV prophylaxis are phenothiazines, such as prochlorperazine or promethazine. Prochlorperazine affects multiple receptors, dopaminergic, histamine, and muscarinic, all involved in PONV. However, it may also cause extrapyramidal and anticholinergic side effects. Promethazine works primarily as a muscarinic antagonist with H1 and dopamine antagonist properties. As with prochlorperazine, it is an anticholinergic effects. As with prochlorperazine, its anticholinergic effects, for example, sedation, delirium, confusion, vision changes, can all present complications in the postoperative period. Recommended dose of promethazine is 6.25 IV at the end of surgery. A prepotent has also been found to reduce POMV perioperatively and can serve as an additive to odansetron. A prepotent is a neurokinin 1 receptor antagonist and inhibits substance P neuropeptide from binding at central and peripheral neurokinin receptors to prevent PONV. Recommended dose of a prepotent is 40 milligrams one hour before surgery, and the half-life is 40 hours. The last drug I would like to mention is diphenhydramine. Diphenhydramine is an antihistamine H1 and muscarinic antagonist. 
It is considered a lower tier agent that can be given at the end of surgery at recommended doses of 25 to 50 milligrams IV. Adverse effects include sedation, dry mouth, and fall risk. Several other techniques can be employed to reduce the risk of postoperative nausea and vomiting, consistent of using regional or total IV anesthesia, or even consider using a low-dose propofol at 20 mics per kg per minute during the case. Always consider aggressive hydration and avoidance of nitrous oxide in patients at high risk for PLV. To maximize prophylaxis for high-risk patients, antiemetics from different classes should be employed. This concludes my podcast for PUNV. Thank you for listening. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have ideas for future podcasts, please reach out to us via email at learnonthego at uky.edu. Don't forget to follow us on our social media accounts as well on Instagram and Twitter, UK Anesthesia. From all of us at UK Department of Anesthesiology, have a great day.